If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. To off limits, liberal, irreverent, oh, and really, really gay. Thanks for joining me tonight on the show. I appreciate it. So tonight we're talking about the downfall of hatred. That's the name of this episode. And we're going to talk about why um, I feel that it is sort of on the decline in this country and in relation to gay people in general. And uh, if you want to call in during the show, you can call in uh, by calling uh, 214-377-0481 or via Skype. Uh, using the name Off Limits Show. And you can call in for free at those numbers. If you have something to say about what we're talking about tonight, feel free to call in during the show. And I'll take your call. So um, there's been a lot of uh, this past year, you know, this year's almost over. And this past year has been really filled with a great deal of hatred towards gay people in general. It's just been, it seems, you know, people may disagree with me, but it seems it, this year things have been on the the uptick. But in my uh, view and experience in terms of how I've seen things happen in society in the past and in history, that is the time when people, um, when, when things are going better for the minority or the oppressed group, that's when things begin to um, get worse for that group, at least temporarily. So um, it's been a tough year because I feel honestly that uh, we as gay people are really demanding our rights and we're beginning to feel like we have a say. Um, Hey there, David. How are you? Um, So we're trying our hardest to, um, you know, get our rights and to uh, have the rights that we're so entitled to as human beings and as citizens of this country. 
And as uh, we, you know, we so because of this this fight we've had for so long, you know, there's been um, always been a faction of society, and it's been a large faction of society that is completely against gay rights. And um, however, in my opinion, that facet of society is on the decline. It seems to me that that is beginning to change. Things are beginning to go in a different direction. Um, whereas we once had absolutely no rights as gay people in this country, and we had to actually meet in clandestine bars and, um, you know, um, parks and, you know, <laughs> places that were not public or whatever, if they were to be in some with signals or whatever. So it just wasn't acceptable to be gay at all in this society. And so as time has moved on and as, as we've begun to, we began to fight for our rights, things have begun to change. So fortunately we have um, now a great number of rights. And so things are, are changing for sure. However, you know, there are many instances where that's not the case. Now there's a new um, sh documentary and it's called Bridegroom. And you may have already seen the video about this story um, on YouTube if you follow gay culture or gay issues uh, like I do, of course. And what it's about essentially is um, about this guy, uh, uh, this couple, Shane and Tom. And they uh, were um, together. They've been together for a long time, many years, whatever. And one of them uh, actually fell off uh, a building in an accident and died. And the family of the remaining partner barred him from participation in the memorial and the funeral proceedings. And so um, they'd been together for six years when this happened and they were committed together and they were going to spend the rest of their lives together. And they had a home together. They had a business together. They had a dog together. So obviously this was a committed, loving couple. And they were only like in their late 20s, I think, like 28, 29 years old. And both very attractive men and, and they seemed to be kind or whatever. So um, so what he did is he he put it he put on YouTube a very a very emotional and heartfelt video um, on the first anniversary of Tom's death called It Could Happen to You. And this video essentially, which was produced by uh, Linda, Linda Bloodworth Thompson, who was the director, the producer of Designing Women, if you know who that show that show was in the 80s and 90s. Um, and it, it showed and exposed how um, and why we as gay people, especially couples, need to have the same rights as heterosexuals do because and, and why our relationships oops, our relationships deserve to be recognized in the same fashion. Um, and so the, the, that uh, YouTube video has been now turned into a full length documentary. And it's um, it is um, coming going to be on TV tomorrow night on OWN O W N. You can also get it. It releases on Netflix, I think it said as well um, tomorrow as well. Uh, and it comes on OWN tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 p.m. Central. Uh, so I, I advise people to definitely watch that, especially if you're interested in gay culture, gay rights, and to understand better. And if you're not 
and you are open-minded enough to watch it to understand why we want and deserve the same recognition. Now, obviously, we've got far more recognition than we once had before, but it certainly isn't what, um, isn't it everywhere? Every state doesn't have the same recognition. And um, although we have federal rights, we don't have um, the same rights uh, in other ways, and specifically in particular states, if you live in Texas, for example, where I live or whatever. So anyway, this is this is something that you should definitely check out if you are um, interested in gay rights and are somebody who really wants to um, better understand what we have to go through. So I'm going to take a quick break, come back, and we're going to talk some more. And once again, if you want to call in, the number is... Um, Two one four um, three something. <laughs> I can't remember what the number is. I always forget it. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, you can call on the number, or you, you go to my website offlimitshow.com, find the number, or you can call on using um, using um, Skype. I'll be right back.
right, so that's uh, Hands to Heaven by Breathe, a song that a lot of people don't know. And um, my friend David in the chat room knows that song. I'm surprised because a lot of people don't know that song. But yeah, I was telling him in the chat room that I used to listen to that song constantly over and over on repeat when I was about 15 years old. Um, you know, when I was first coming out and uh, was uh, dating the first time, my heart was broken many, many times. But uh, the... Um, but yeah, that was Breed, and that was a, a British group, actually, that was popular in the early 90s, and um, they had a few really good hits, and that album, which was called All That Jazz, was an amazing album, and um, really underrated group, so if you've never heard of Breed, check them out. So there is a, a um, photograph floating around the internet about this guy, and I saw this a few days ago. Um, his name is Andrew or Andrew Zollner, and Andrew Zollner is an Olympic pole vaulter, and, and <laughs> he apparently had some um, leaked photos. Uh, I don't know if they were intentionally leaked or what, but they were leaked by him. And um, he's a cute guy, definitely a very sexy guy, right? And anyway, they have pictures of him, and his pictures have him, you know, the typical, you know, shot with a camera phone or whatever in the mirror and um it is impressive because <laughs> most of these pictures you're like oh yeah okay it's a nice penis whatever this guy's penis you know there's a reason this guy's a pole vaulter because he's used, he's used to handling a, lo a long pole that's for sure but truthfully this guy really has um a very nice piece and he's very good looking so it's uh, it was a surprise but i was thinking about how he looks kind of short but he may not be short he may be tall he's probably tall because he's a pole vaulter but he looks kind of short to me but I was thinking about, well, by the way, if you want to see the picture, you can see it at gaydailyhot.com and you can type in um, Andrew Zollner in the search. You'll find it there. Uh, and, oh, uh, David asked me what his name is. A-N-D-R-E-W Zollner, Z-O-L-L-N-E-R. Uh, you can look him up and anyway, it's nice. So, um, but I was thinking about like the men that I've been with throughout my life and, um, you know, I've been with men who've had all sorts of sizes of their penises, you know, they've had short penises, they've had long penises, they've had small penises, they've had big penises, fat penises, skinny penises, teeny tiny penises, enormous penises. I mean, like every kind of penis imaginable. And so, um, being the connoisseur of peni that I am, as I say, um, it, it's interesting to me, you know, a lot of short guys have big penises, I've noticed, you know. I've dated, I don't know, most of the guys I've dated have been tall, and a lot of them have big penises, I guess. I'd say at least half of them. But um, almost every short guy I've dated, except the exception of one or two, have had big penises. It's really interesting. I don't know what that is. And I was thinking, what is the – what is the? Um, oh, <laughs> David just saw it. Damn, he says, yeah, I told you. Very nice, isn't it? Um, uh, what is the purpose, like, you know, evolutionarily or whatever – for that i wonder why would a short man need a big penis and why would a tall man not and so and i thought about it and i think this is the reason and i hope this doesn't sound like racist or whatever but i think the reason that that black men generally seem to have bigger penises is because black women have wider hips and therefore they have a wider cavity and they have deeper um deeper vaginas <laughs> uh and so evolution has made the men, the black men's penis generally larger than, um, than someone who's not. 
The same goes for Nordic men. Nordic men typically are taller, leaner, and a lot of times have big penises as well and thicker. And for the same reason that um, black men have them, a lot of Nordic women are larger, bigger, wider-hipped, and deeper, uh, longer torsos and longer, um, what's the word I'm looking for, hips and everything. So they need a bigger penis in order to get, get it in there. <laughs> so whereas if you think about it, like smaller races, like Asian races or whatever, and I'm not saying, I've seen Asian men who have big penises too, so it's not, it's not saying they're all small penises, but generally they don't have big penises that I've noticed. So um, they... The women usually are more petite, smaller, thinner, and they don't have as deep or as wide hips, so they don't need a penis through evolution, evolution's eyes anyway, that's as big or as thick. And so the same could be said about some Caucasian races as well. And so I was thinking about that, and I was thinking maybe that's the reason that certain races have certain size penises generally and others don't. And um, But I don't know, it doesn't really matter for me being gay, but it I think that evolutionarily that may be the reason for it, but it still doesn't explain why some short, a lot of short guys have big penises. I don't understand that. I just don't, but I dated a guy, his name was David actually, uh, when, um, in 2000 and he was short, shorter than I was. And, uh, he was, um, he was, uh, I guess he was about five, seven and I'm six foot and he was bottom and I was the top in that relationship depends on who I'm with and that really the relationship I'm with it depends on who I'm with but anyway um the chemistry but um he uh he was he had a huge dick and um he was a small guy blonde hair blue-eyed small petite kind of guy and skinny a huge dick and so I was just, <laughs> I just find it I just find it interesting I don't know I'm always been trying to figure these things out just because I'm a Gemini I guess and I'm, I'm curious to understand everything and so I'm like, why is that? So why do short guys a lot of times have big penises? Is it like nature's uh, nature's compensation for making them short? <laughs> so they, Mother Nature says, well, I made you short, so I'll give you a big dick to compensate. I mean, you know, but anyway, I just think it's an interesting interesting thought. I don't know. That's just my, this really should be a brain purge, not, not off-limits show. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so what else was I going to talk about? Um, oh, oh yeah. There's an, there's a, um, restaurant in Kansas and we have these here in Dallas as well. And there are chains all over the country or at least parts of the country called Carabas and Carabas has, um, the one in Kansas here in Overland Park, Kansas, which is kind of a upper class or, or, you know, affluent suburb of Kansas. Um, it, in Kansas, I mean, it, um, had a waiter that received the following notice on his, uh, when he was given his tip, it said this, they wrote this on the receipt. Thank you for your service. It was excellent. That being said, we cannot in good conscience tip you for your homosexual lifestyle is an affront to God. Fags do not share in the wealth of God and you will not share in ours. We hope you will see the tip the tip your fag choices made you lose out on and plan accordingly. It is never too late for God's love, but none shall be spared for fags. May God have mercy on you. I find Christians like this to be the most despicable, hypocritical people on the planet. I mean, I just find them disgusting. And it reminds me of something I saw today before I move on with this. I, we were, um, going to, um, we were going somewhere anyway, earlier in the day and we passed by this group of protesters outside of an abortion clinic. Okay. 
And they were all like, you know, God have mercy on your soul. Abortion is sin. Abortion is wrong. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, all this kind of stuff. Well, you know, the typical stuff. And this, these Christians like that are that evangelical are the same ones who say, you know, you're disgusting because you're, you're gay, you're a fag or whatever. And so as we were driving by, I stuck my finger out and, and, and I flipped them all off as we were driving by. And we passed them twice. And so I did it both times. And and the reason is because whether I believe that abortion is right or wrong isn't the question. It's the fact that they feel the need to use their religion to dictate what someone else's behavior should be. And and when a woman is one at her at one of her most vulnerable points, when she has to make a decision to, for one reason or another that we don't know, have to have an abortion, she's going into this clinic and she's being accosted by these cruel people telling her she's a baby killer murderer and she's going to hell and she's disgusting and blah 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 trying to talk her out of it right so i just find people like that the people who wrote what they wrote on that receipt to be really the lowest of the lowest common denominator in this country and of course i run into people like this all of the time and they disgust me they always have so um I, uh, sorry, like mic there. I had, had the mic turned the wrong way. That should sound better, hopefully. Uh, anyway, so I had, um, I, I just have a really visceral response to this kind of hatred. And it gets really, really old. I mean, it's constantly, constantly the same bullshit you hear all the time from people. And the, as I've said before, they never have a new um thing to say they never have anything different to say it's always the same bullshit so i get tired of hearing about it so maybe sometime um in the future i'm gonna go to a church an evangelical church nearby somewhere and i'm going to go with all of my gay friends and i'm going to go there and i'm gonna say you're going to hell because you're a judger because you are evil because you're a home you're a horrible person i mean i don't know what i'd say but just because you know i should do that honestly because i feel like doing that so much they protest against our lifestyle quote-unquote lifestyle or who we are i think we should protest against people who who do what they do and proselytize the way they do against people i think it's wrong and i get really tired of hearing it from people because it's just it's just a really a fucking annoying thing to me. All right, so we're going to take a break, come back, and talk some more about the latest news, gay topics, gay culture, etc. I'll be right back.
the good old Mariah Carey from the 90s, the one I still liked her. <laughs> when I still liked her music. That was Vision of Love. Good song. One of my favorite songs. That's the first song I ever heard of hers. That was her first single. That's why. But um, really great song. That's one of those songs I sing in the shower or in front of the mirror <laughs> by myself. Uh, so David says he's going to call in. Let's see what he has to say when he calls in in a moment. If you want to call in, you can uh, call in. By using Skype, if you like, um, which is Off Limits Show. You can also call in using your phone if you want, 214-377-0481. Uh, so here's David. Hello, how are you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hold on a second. I've got something going on here. There we go. How's it going? It's going good. It's going Good. I was just um, listening to what you were saying about the, um, the the religious hypocrites with the people that I did the same thing as you by. Um, can you hear me OK? Yeah, but I'm hearing myself twice. Hold on. <laughs> oh, there we go. I had my site up. There we go. Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and I used to do the same thing um, when I worked on this out of town. I drove past a Planned Parenthood. And it was all these people standing out in front of uh, and picketing. And I'm like. And I think I, I told you this in chat. God did not tell you to do that. Mm-mm. You know, if you are a true Christian, God did not tell you to do that. And that's what you think is you can't speak for God. Right. And so that, that just hate that. But th- for some reason, they think they're so strong in their Christianity that they have the right to judge this one and this one. Are you going to hell? You're going to hell. You're, I'm like, y'all need to stop it before you end up in hell yourself. <laughs> you know? Yes, I do know. Mm-hmm. And, and then, so. yeah, and then um, I don't know if you heard, there was a pastor, and I was trying to find this name. Um, I think his name is Sean Harris. Mm-hmm. He said, um, and he just went off, and he is. He said that if your son, when he's little, 
if he ends up if he starts you start seeing him acting acting like oh, a girl yes i heard this with and to punch him in the face yes i'm yes. like are you serious you know i'm i'm a i'm a strong believer in uh spare the rod and spoil the child mm-hmm. but i mean you're gonna punch your child in the face just because you think he might be gay because his <laughs> limp might his wrist might be a little loose mm-hmm. seriously mm-hmm. That's yeah and well that's the that's the problem i have is that people um that's the problem i have with people who are evangelical christians because they they tend to justify everything they do regardless of what any kind of common sense would tell them it it is whether it's good behavior bad behavior right or wrong and justify it through their belief system which is christianity and that that is not it's not a true christian to do any of those things or to suggest what that pastor suggested or to um try to you know tell people they're evil, wrong, going to hell for their choices when they're they're not in their shoes. Um, and that's the thing about it, is that it's so hypocritical and so antithetical to what being a Christian is supposed to be about. And that's what I have a problem with. Yeah, totally. And it's so funny, because the side, I was on The Advocate that I seen... Um, my computer's acting crazy. Um, that I seen the ad, the story and so i put in there i'm like and because there's people like yeah they need to punch their children and i'm like i can't believe these people because i then i wrote on there the next time you see someone eating shellfish at a restaurant i want you to get up and go punch them in the face <laughs> because we're all that is taught it's in the same book of the bible so leviticus right you need to do that to them you can't pick this that's why my problem with christians you can't pick this that's hypocritical. Th- yes, and I can't stand a hypocrite. I can't either. I can't either. And that's why I hate it so much. And you're absolutely right. I've done an entire show before on that particular book of the Bible and 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 how ridiculous it is that we <laughs> do just what you just said, that, that people will just call out homosexuals for being homosexual because Leviticus says it's wrong, yet they don't say anything about people hearing shellfish or wearing two types of... Uh, fabric and one type of clothing or when a woman has her menstrual cycle they don't cast her out of the city i mean all of these things it says and people don't abide by those so it's picking and choosing and that's that's the problem i have with it to me if you're going to be whatever your belief system is whether you're a christian or jew or muslim or whatever it is if you are going to be that thing, then be that thing. Don't just kind of be it and say, well, exactly. I want to be 100%. this today, but not tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to need 100% participation <laughs> yes. in your religious belief. It's so funny. I found the, the post that I made. I said, I wonder if he goes up and punches people in the face when they start eating shellfish. Or does he send his wife away for mm-hmm. seven days when she is on her period? Mm-hmm. What a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. You know, like, get your life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It is so true. It is so true, and I don't. I don't mean. I know you're. You're. You. You're. You're a Christian, <laughs> I, I am. Uh, and and I've asked you this before, and how you reconcile your Christianity with your being gay. But I, I do you. I mean, how do you, how do you do that? I think it's been a. It's 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 still a struggle. I still have because, like we've been talking about, I don't like a hypocrite either, you know, and I don't want to be seen seen as a hypocrite. Um, but I look at it, is it that we lost a lot in translation, and man wrote the Bible, not God. You know, the Bible was the the words of God. No, the inspired. No, written by man, inspired by God. Mm-hmm. So when I look at it that way, I'm like, I can be inspired 
by a tree to write something that doesn't make what I'm saying true. You know, you see what I'm saying? Yes. You know, or by the how pretty the sunset is. I can be, you know, be moved to write something about the sunset just because I write that doesn't mean everybody has to feel the same way mm-hmm. about. So that's I think I've kind of wrapped my mind around that, and I know there's something I feel for me. There's something bigger than myself that controls everything. But why do and, you? Okay, that's cool. But why? Why did you choose Christianity? Did you choose Christianity because that's what you were raised as, or did you choose it because that's what you really believe? I chose Christianity because that's how I was raised. I was a very, very strong Baptist household. You know, I told you my grandfather was a preacher. And and for me, that part of religion, I like. I like people who believe that there is something better. And not all Christians take everything, but because they can't. They, they'll say they will just to appease society, but not all Christians. This is just my, my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, take everything for the Bible and and take it for what, how it's written. I think, I think the Bible is full of metaphors and um, and so that's that's how I look at it. I'm like, well, you know, I, I'm okay with me because I know the person, you know, wh- no matter, because the Bible says God's the only one who has to judge me. The person sitting next to me in the pew, he can't judge me because when, when it comes that time to where I have to be judged, I have to be judged for me, not for what the person who thought, who, who thought they knew what my life was or how I was on earth. So I, I, I think I've justified it that way. And um, I can't let my own spirituality be um, darkened by someone else's belief. If that makes sense. Yeah. that <clears throat> Excuse me. That makes sense to me. Perfectly. perfect sense. It's just the problem I have with other people who are Christian sometimes is like when I have discussions like that, I can't have a discussion with them. You can I can have a discussion based on um, intellect or rational thinking. It's always based on their Christian beliefs and their religion, and so they can't separate their religion from their rational thinking. And and one one side of me understands that to some extent, but to me, whatever religion you believe, to me, this is my opinion. It feels like it should be somewhat based in rational thinking <laughs> but um that but like for example a lot of times people will say oh, i'll have an argument with someone who's christian or whatever about being gay or whatever it is and they'll say well i'm saying you know you're not supposed to judge whatever and they'll say well the bible also says that we are supposed to judge and i should go chop your head off because you're gay or the bible says this or the bible says that blah 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 and the thing about the bible is, is the bible contradicts itself a bazillion times it it it, back and forth, it says one thing here in this chapter, and then the Old Testament, the New Testament says something else, or two chapters later, it says something different, just the opposite. So, it, to me, it, it, that's why I would have personally a difficult time ever being a Christian, because even though I was raised that way, I never believed in it because I saw so much hypocrisy in the religion itself and in the Bible itself. So, that's why I personally don't follow it. But I think there's good things about Christianity, of course. And I think if people take, and like what I think you're doing is, people take the good of the religion and they try to live their life accordingly. And they throw away the bad. And um, and try and, and use logic and reason and rational thinking and what is right for humanity and humanitarian thinking to do what is right, despite what the Bible may say. The Bible says we're supposed to, like, black people are supposed to be slaves and women are supposed to be slaves. And, you know, the Bible says a lot of shit. So if we yeah, follow everything the Bible says, yes. exactly. So it's ridiculous. But I've always said, though, there's a big difference from man made religion than Christianity. What do you mean there's by a, that? 
Because religion is a set of beliefs and how you interpret what the word is saying and you go on off on your own tangent and that's how you choose to spread the word. Mm -hmm. Christianity in its simple form means being Christ-like. Right. And people, they, they, they don't see that. They get so caught up, like my particular church, they're so caught up in religion and, and black people a lot too mm -hmm. with tradition. Mm -hmm. Yes. I know my, my religion, my religion is based in tradition, but my Christianity is spiritual, if that makes sense. Yeah, it because does. Be, because I, I there's I'll be at church sometimes and I'll hear a song that speaks to me and I'll cry or I, or I, I, I don't speak in tongues. I don't go. <laughs> I don't do all that. <laughs> and, you know, and I might cry. I might clap my, clap my hands or raise my hand if there's something that either the preachers. I'm speaking of or a song is saying to me and I'm like, oh, you know, th that's speaking to my heart, right. you know, and, and that's where religion is stripped away and it's teaching me how to be a better person or how to love or how to be more accepting and try, try to be more Christ-like. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's, a, there's a really good song. I'm going to stop being a preacher right now, but it's called, um, and I used to sing it with a, a, a lady I call Miss Dorothy, and it was called, and one of the verses, words are, I've, um, I've, I'll never reach perfection, but Lord, I'll try. And that's always spoke to me because none of us are perfect. We are all flawed. And some, Christ some Christians, you know, they think their religion is perfect when it's not. Because when you start thinking you're perfect, then you go against what God is trying to teach you through what he's uh, trying to show us through his works and through his words. Yeah, I, and I agree with all the. I mean, I think that's what I was. That's what I was getting at about you, and that's how I interpret what you were saying about your belief. In that you said that you're not so much a Christian religion in the religious sense, but you're a Christian in the spiritual sense. And exactly. And I, I understand that. I understand that in my heart, and I understand that intellectually as well. And um, that makes sense to me, and I, I respect that. I just don't respect religion. And, and you know, religion I, to and, me, know, religion is a mind control thing. It's about controlling people. Totally. And it's always been about that. It's always, I mean, for the sense of the very beginning, if people actually knew their history about how religions got started, including Christianity, all religions started for some reason or another based on that. But um, people don't care because like i said they throw the shit the bad shit out and they look at the good stuff and they it's just to me that's when when rational thinking goes out the out of the brain it just it, to me i just can't i can't talk to you anymore i'm just like whatever okay whatever bye. <laughs> exactly you know, be, be you you know whatever <laughs> but uh um but yeah so when i see people like that protesters and things like that and people like the lady who wrote that on the guy's um receipt the, the waiter, what's the purpose of doing that? Because honestly, in their minds, and this is what I find that people like this to truly be um, psychotic to some degree or like crazy, because they honestly think in their mind that this God that they believe in and the, their idea of their God anyway, wants them to go around and to to shame people for being something that they're they're not and to shame people for being something that's against what they believe their God think, wants them to be. And to go around and spreading hatred essentially is what they're doing. They're spreading hatred, and they're spreading evil, in my opinion, and they're spreading yeah. deceit. I mean, just horrible stuff. It's dark it's, stuff. 
if somebody, and the thing is, I probably would have come out of pocket and and cussed and went falling out of the line and cursed her out because mm-hmm. you can't say that to me because no. and again, I have to keep you people, a lot of people, because you know, and this is another thing that a lot of black churches say and or even more religious people say, the the Satan knows the Bible better than anyone <laughs> other than so he can say it just as good. So what you're saying to me that Means could be nothing. the devil Means exactly. Nothing. And my thing is, if you believe that you're a Christian and and this is what you should have said is if you wanted to write something um, whether you gave that person a tip or not God loves you mm-hmm. and that's it that's all you need to to say because he's he probably knows why you're going to say mm-hmm. it you know but all that extra stuff about you burning to hell that's mm-hmm. not for you to say Mm-mm. God didn't give you that right Mm-mm. that that kills me I'm like but I would have chased her me and her would have had a problem <laughs> I would not have been calm at all I would I know totally, you wouldn't have no. <laughs> I would have totally <laughs> Totally bitch slapped her. But anyway, uh, no, yeah, I, you know, that's the thing that I have the problem with, that I have a problem with is this is like, and, and I've told you that I'm, I'm really, I don't know how to put it, empathic and I can like pick up on people. So people like that, for example, they don't have to say a word to me. I know how they're thinking about me and how they're feeling by their, just their energy. And I can tell uh-huh. how they're feeling about me. So they don't have to say a word to me, but to me, and I, so I meet people like that all the time that, that I know don't like me because I'm gay or whatever reason. And it's not in my brain. I'm not creating it. It's just something I feel I can tell. And I don't know how to explain it. I just do. But anyway, so when I know this about people who are like that, it just pisses me off. And so it's like, uh, this person looks down on me and they think that I'm lesser than they are because we're different. And that I don't know why that pisses me off so much that someone and because I don't look at anybody that way unless they're unless they've treated me badly or done something like that. But I mean, like, generally speaking, people I look at people equally. I don't look at people better than or whatever. And people look at me that way. I'm like, you don't you don't fucking know me. And you're treating me this way because you were taught this by your parents or your religion or your tradition or whatever. And have you ever taken the time to know a gay person? Have you ever taken the time to actually understand who gay people are? No, you're going based on your parroting, what your parents taught you, what your pastors told you, whatever. And that pisses me off because I don't like, as I've said before, people who don't use their fucking brain. And so people like that to me are idiots. And I mean idiot because they really are idiots. I don't. I don't even know. I don't even need them to know that I'm a gay person. That's not even for you to even for them to know. For me, I'm a person, you know. Because above anything else, I'm David. I'm a human. I'm on this. I'm have. I have a specific reason to be on this planet. You know whether I figured out what that reason is. And so, who are you to say anything other than have a good day? You know, or hello, or how. Other than that, to me, who are you? If you don't know me, you have no right in saying shit to me. Exactly. No matter what, whether you think I'm gay, I, you know, I might just be, um, you know, androgynous. You don't know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that's what like, I, I, I totally feel what you're saying because it's crazy. Some of these people get so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Superior. Oh yes. In, in their beliefs, and I'm like, how, how, how dare you? That's what, and that's what, that's what, that's what irks me the most. Hold on a second, sorry. Uh, that's what irks me the most is that 
that feeling, that sense of superiority. I'm a Christian, and this is the only real religion, and this is the only way. And if you're not a Christian and you don't think like I do, and you're not and you're not a heterosexual, and you have 2.1 kids, and you're you know living in a certain kind of community, and da 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 da, you don't do all these kind of things, and you're lesser than me because you're different. And to me, difference difference is beautiful to me. I think that being different is is in unique is beautiful whether it's unique in a sense of a community that's unique like gay people or unique individually to me it's a beauty beautiful thing but people like that who are conformists and traditionalists and there's nothing wrong with tradition per se unless you're using it against people but if you are not fitting into their mold then they look down on you and act as if you are somehow lesser than they are and that exactly pisses me off and i just it not doesn't piss me off because i feel lesser than it pisses me off because my entire life, I've witnessed people treating people that way, and I've been treated that way before as well, of course. And I, I just for some reason have never, ever, ever uh, been able to stand for that. I just don't look like to me human. I mean, I don't know. This sounds so stupid, but human beings are human beings to me. They're just people. And so, like the woman, the the man who's got. I'm serious about this. The man who's got $10 billion in his bank account to me is no different in terms of his value as a human being than the, than the man who's homeless on the street um, because he can't find a job or whatever. To me, they have no, uh, there's no value lesser than one that's over the other. To me, they have the same amount of value just simply because they, one person's more successful financially doesn't make him more, you know, a better person than the other. Simply exactly. because one person's heterosexual doesn't make them better than a homosexual. But a lot of a lot of heterosexuals, that's the thing I was going to ask you, a lot of heterosexuals, in, whether it's religiously based or not, feel that being heterosexual is better than being gay. Meaning it's entitlement. That, yes, and, and as if it's, oh, this is the way God meant it, blah, 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 whatever. And even if that's true, even if that were true, like this is how, how we procreate yes that's how people procreate is with a man and a woman does that mean that people who are unique and different and uh, an anomaly in a good way in my my sense are valueless we have no value fuck no look at what the fucking world would be without gay people especially gay men give me a fucking okay. drink come on so girls wouldn't know how to work at walking hills i mean there would be no I, elizabeth <laughs> taylor said if it weren't for gay men there would be no hollywood and she's right there'd be no oh, totally. hollywood there would be no fucking beauty slot i mean interior design i mean come on the, the world would be a much more drab place without us in it so there's a reason for us to exist and to be who we are and to be born gay and to be gay we are gay because that's how we were born to be. And exactly. there's a purpose for each of us, like you were saying earlier. And to, and to say that we're wrong for being who we are is to take away our divine right or our divinity and our humanity, I think. And that's what I hate about it. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, nature created us. Regardless of what you what people think, how what we chose this lifestyle, if you roll it all the way back, the same nature that created you created me so who are you to say that you're better than me because we were made the same way exactly and that's to me that's simple that's just really simple and people that think they want to analyze all this and i don't need you to analyze it because i look at life very simply and if something doesn't make sense it's probably not true and some of the stuff that they spout it doesn't make sense so it's not true that's how i look at it but that's the problem is that that's what i was trying to say to you is that I have a really difficult time 
with people who are not using logic and you're saying it doesn't make sense, it's not true, you're right. But that's the thing. You can sit there and you can argue with these idiots for hours on end and they they have this circular logic about everything and it always comes back to their religious beliefs or what or something else and it doesn't matter how logical you are. No, 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 that's not how God meant it because that's what I was told or that's what the Bible says or that's what my pastor says or that's what I believe. What you believe is not factual. What you believe no. is simply what you believe. It's your idea or your opinion. And some people believe what they're told to believe yeah, without any grounds, any 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 basis in reality or like we're talking about logic. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. one and one's always going to be two, but y'all get to throw in <laughs> threes and fours and sevens and nines in there. It's not going to be two. Y'all right. making something different, you know? Right, exactly. And that's, that's the other thing is like people um, – who are like creationists, you know, and I don't know, maybe you're, are you a creationist or are you, are you someone who believes in evo- evolution? Are you both combination? I of think, both? I think it's a combination of both. Okay, I, you well, know, but you I, don't I believe take... that you don't believe that the earth is only 5,000 years old. Do you? No, the earth is, I think it's millions of years old. Yeah. Well, billions. Yes. But yeah. what about, and what, and so you don't believe that we walked alongside dinosaurs either. Do you, or anything like that? <sighs> I kind of do. Okay, what are you talking about? <laughs> How can you? Okay, you you yourself I took said, anthropology. That's why <laughs> you took anthropology. Okay, well then you should know that carbon dating shows that we weren't alive until much, 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 much later than they. No, were. no, we don't know. And I believe that they were first, and then through evolution. So no, I, that's not true. I, I guess I missed that. Um, no, and then we came. I, I think we came after the dinosaurs, but I think yeah. in the yeah, no, I don't believe we was walking like we were. They were chasing us and no, running us. No, that's what I'm caves. saying. No, creationists, I don't, no, creationists believe. I mean, I'm not. I'm not kidding when I tell you this. Creationists believe that that the Earth is only five thousand years old, which is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. But they believe that the Earth's only five thousand years old, and that um, that we walked alongside dinosaurs. We rode on them like they were our horses and shit like that, which is so fucking stupid. I mean, and I mean, and, all, and a million other things they believe because they believe God. They believe in the Bible as being infallible and being literal. So. Um, God created the earth in seven days, blah, 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 all that kind of crap. So, and that's fine. I mean, whatever. To me, that's a metaphor in the Bible. It's not literal. But when it comes to um, the creationists, they believe this to be literal. So my point was going to be is that, okay, so these people believe that what I just mentioned to you, but they also believe, and I've, I've said this to them before when I've had arguments with them before, okay, do you believe that the, the sky is blue and the grass is green because grass has chlorophyll and the sky has uh, gamma rays and it has oxygen and nitrogen mixing together, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yes. I said, okay. And do you believe that the earth is round? Yes. And the earth revolves around the sun? Yes. Okay, so you, reve- you believe these things. Why do you believe these things? Well, because that's what I was told, and that's what I've learned through my education, blah, blah, blah. And I said, what did you learn it through? Science, right? Well, yes. Okay. So you learn these things through science. You accept these things as truth. However, when it comes to evolution, you all of a sudden don't believe in science anymore. All of a sudden, your rational thinking goes out the window, and your religious beliefs kick in, and they supersede all of your rational thinking. Well, the Bible says this. It's like, fuck the Bible. I know what the fucking Bible says. I want to know why you believe this about science, but not this. And so they can never answer the question, and they always go back around to the being either Bible this, Bible that. So that's what I'm trying to say is this dissonance, this cognitive dissonance these people have when it comes to accepting the truth about 
what is scientifically proven, which is fact, versus what is a theory, which is their religion. And so why why is that so why can't the two coexist to me? Why can't someone believe, okay, the earth is, is, is billions of years old and that dinosaurs existed before humans did. And we've been here for maybe 300,000 years as humans, whatever. But that's how God did it. That's how God created things. That's how it, that's how it was meant to do. He set things in motion and things evolved that way. I mean, you can still be a Christian, I guess, and believe those things and still believe that it happened in that manner without having to believe that the Bible is literal. Don't you see what I mean? I do. I do agree. My personal belief on that, I th- I think God did experiments. I think He made experiments because if you believe the if, if you believe the Bible that which that I do we, not, and um and we are made in God's image, mm-hmm. then I can see where the creationists say that um that there's no reason there's no way that there could be dinosaurs because if they was on this planet and then or they can't believe in Krogmak. Magnum Man or the Neanderthals, they, they can't believe in any of that because, you know, if we were made in God's image, he has to look like us. Right. You know, he has to be, so I can't, I, they can't accept that. They cannot, so that's what kills me about educated Christians. You, you know what science has proven. Mm-hmm. This hasn't been proven. Oh, well, I have my faith. Well, I understand that, but it's like we talked about earlier, there's sometimes you you gonna have to bring it back to the middle and be rational. Well, okay, let me wow. really think think about this with my educated <laughs> mind. But you you know, and I didn't. I don't think I ever told you that my mother doesn't believe in dinosaurs. She doesn't believe they ever existed. No, because she's Christian, or because she's... she. But my grandfather, my grandfather was a preacher, and he thought like I thought, and I, you know, when I said, and then I asked him, I said, well, how does um, how did Adam and Eve make all these? babies because if that was the case there was a lot of incestuous incestuous relationships Mm -hmm. going on he says well god focused on those two he's and this is what he's saying there were other people on earth at the time this is my grandfather this is somebody who preached the from the bible and i'm like huh and my grandfather's a very intelligent man and i'm like huh and that's what made me think and then he my grandfather believed in, in dinosaurs but my mom does not how does your mother explain the big ass dinosaur boats we have? She says it's all something that people made up just to get them to believe <laughs> in dinosaurs. And I was like, are you serious? And my, my mother's very intelligent. I'm like, seriously? That's the thing, David, is that <laughs> that's the thing. There could be someone who is Harvard educated, even, you know what I mean? And a Nobel a laureate or something, who's like one of the most intelligent people in the world or something. And they believe in this stuff this like literally and i that's what i'm saying there's a cognitive dissonance there there's like this this one side of their brain that's like oh yeah i'm intelligent i'm intellectual i'm and i believe in science but when it comes to the religious beliefs it's completely turned off so that, i don't understand it i'm not saying your mother's not intelligent that's what i'm that's my point is that even if she is intelligent she still believes that dinosaurs never existed when the proof is there yeah, Hello. and that's that was my example. I'm like, mm, how can you? Because I, cause I know how smart my mother is, you know. And but I'm like, well, how can you not accept that? That doesn't, and and it's, and it's not like she's one of these Bible toting Christians either. But this is something that. But where you, did she hear? Show- did, that, can I, let me say this though. Let me say something real quick. 
this is what the problem I have is that is that with a lot of people who are Christian or, or, or believe something, whatever it's Christian or whatever, and they hang around other people who are Christian, they hang around other people who think the way they do, or they get brainwashed or something, and because it's their peers or whatever. And I'm not saying, and then, whether you're intelligent or not, you can be you can be brainwashed to some degree. And I think that maybe your mother has been hanging around too many people who believe this bullshit. You know what I mean? Her church, her church or whatever. She doesn't really hang out at church. Then where the hell did she pick it up? Why does she, I don't that? know. I think, so. I think she, this is something that she's chosen to believe for herself, no matter where it's come from. I think that's part of her, her religion, her religious set of beliefs that, okay, I'm not going to believe this because I believe this, this literal sense of the word. Of the of the text, I'm gonna believe that, and I'm gonna choose not to believe this. And that's where Christians have a problem. No, religious people have problems uh, when they want to pick and choose different things from the Bible to satisfy their own spiritual needs, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is complete malarkey. Yes, it is that for sure. <laughs> it is that for sure. Well, I wanted to. I wanted when I come back real quick after the break. I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things, if you don't mind. You want to hang on, or you want to? Are you gonna go? I, I'm. I stopped my movie. I'm. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay on. Oh yeah, I want to talk to you about that too. Okay, be right back. <laughs>
Okay, so we're back. Uh, that was Katie Lang with Constant Craving. I love that song. I don't know why you don't like it, David. Uh, welcome back, David, to the show. Are you there? Yep. I'm here. So um, I was going to ask you before I ask you this question, I was going to ask you one more thing real quick about what we were talking about sort of on the same topic. But uh, one of the things I said about or this topic of the show was I think this sort of a decline in this sort of uh, religious zealotry that we have going on in the country in terms of um, anti-gay Christians and things like that. Don't you feel that way or you feel that that's not true? I, I think that's really hard because I don't see it. I think it's worse, actually. Well, did you hear what I said? Because I don't even have heard what I said at the beginning, but I did say that, yes, there are some ways that it's worse, but I said that it's every time, like, for example, just using this as an example, in the 60s when um, blacks were trying to get the rights, you know, and civil rights uh, legislation, uh, that's when, you know, in the South specifically, that's when it was the most violent, when it was the most the worst and, and things were getting progressively worse because they were beginning to make headway and get rights. And so much like now with gay people where we're trying, we're starting to get rights federally, recognize marriages, et cetera, um, there's a lot more gay bashing and things like that happening. And so in terms of violence, yes, I agree with you. However, as a like social um, zeitgeist or whatever, society zeitgeist, and, and the way people are thinking, I think it seems like people are more accepting gradually becoming more accepting with new generations. Do you, do you agree with that? I was, I'll agree with that. I would say it's more progressive now. Right, right. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing. I think that that's uh, bodes well for the future, and I think that means that in the future we're going to um, see um, people less like we have today with these old curmudgeonly people who focus on things. You know, that's what's so stupid is that they focus the country, like people on the right, uh, for example, focus the country on issues that do not matter. Gay marriage exactly. doesn't fucking matter. Just stop fighting it. Just let gay people get married, whatever. Whatever the issue is, it, focus on the fucking economy, getting people to work, you know, healthcare, whatever. But don't focus on stuff that doesn't goddamn matter just to win a fucking election. And so I get really tired of that. But I do think in the future we're going to have we're going to have less of this. But the thing I was going to ask you though was, um, uh, have you ever? been with a man who was heterosexual who claimed to be straight oh yes and so tell us about that (laughs) (laughs) oh guys i think he just put me on the spot (laughs) didn't i share this with you the other night (laughs) well yeah but i wanted if you want to talk about i thought it'd be a good topic to discuss because it's you know (laughs) that's hilarious um well i I told you about the police officer who was so Guys, I don't want to sound like no. I I don't want to sound like a prostitute or a whore or anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not loose, everyone. I promise you, I'm not. Well, sometimes. <laughs> Whatever. But, <laughs> but no, um, I I uh, had a he was a police officer supposedly. He said he was that, um, and I was. Gosh, I don't want to even say this. I was sowing my wild oath, and so. <laughs> And we had met on the website. I'm not going to all that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but he he was so totally, you know, the the quintessential straight guy. And so when he comes to my home, and this is when I lived in Atlanta, um, he's looking behind 
every door. Like I had a bathroom downstairs that didn't have a bath, a, a bathtub or shower in it. It was just a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then I, right across from it was where the my washer and dryer was. And he's looking through there. He's looking at my pantry to make sure there was no one there. I mean, he was totally freaking out. Wow. I'm like, you know what? You can calm down. (laughs) There's no one here. I told you there's no one here but me. He's checking out the extra extra bedroom. You know, he's, I'm like, he pulled back shower curtains and stuff. But Sue, it's so funny because as soon as he, in his mind, he had to satisfy his curiosity about. It's all over you. Boy, I was like, <laughs> how'd you get out? all this? Because I thought, was, you know, you you holding a process. I got things I need to do. I need you to hurry on up, you know. And so, but you know, the top he got up his clothes fast enough any any man I've ever seen. I'm like, oh, you're naked now. Wow. <laughs> You know, um, it's, it's, just, it's just very, very funny. And I think it was very, it was really good, though. And think we, we flew it around twice. And but he was, you know, he was like, I'm, I'm just straight. And then, oh, and I will say this. Oh, my. I'm such a oh, God. A icon. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so there was another gentleman, which we actually messed around a lot. Mm-hmm. And oh, can I say this on the show? This is my show. Of course you can. Whatever you're gonna say, you can say it. Yes. <laughs> okay. And he was he was very attractive. He was like Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very attractive. And, and this and now he wasn't as you know worried about coming coming to the house and seeing different things, uh, or not seeing it, but worrying about somebody being there, somebody watching him. You know, cause I think he lived on the other side of town. If you know Atlanta, you know. Nobody's following you, trust. And so it's just too too much to get to one to point A to point B. <laughs> and um, so, um, when we're doing the do or whatever, you know, I, I not that I like play. I'm strict, not strict. Ninety eight percent top. I'll uh-huh. say that. And and I was wondering why he, I reached for his, you know, dick. Yes, uh-huh. and <laughs> and he was like. No, that's for my wife. Uh. <laughs> and he was serious with it. I mean, I'm like, I, I'm like, oh well, I, I, that's something that I like because I am gay and I do yeah, like penises. Of course, but he didn't want me to touch it at all. Weird. He isn't just that, wanted. But isn't that a weird sense of of uh, devotion? Oh, I'm gonna fuck somebody else or have sex with somebody else, but you can't touch my penis because that's just for my wife. I say that for her. That's, that's just really weird. But that's exactly what he said, and it was like that every time. I mean, I don't care. He he wouldn't screw on me, but it was like, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> and because the first time it was just very odd, and then as cause we actually he, we was probably FWBs or no FBs, and um and he and he never. The thing is, he never was erect. He. He has shut that part of himself off. Wow. I don't know how he did it, but he just wanted to be a bottom, and I'll, I'll put it that way. And it was until this day that's probably the the strangest because I've been with married men, I've dated married men, I've dated you know supposedly I messed with supposedly straight men, but he was the only one that would never got aroused, and he was there for one thing specifically, and the other part was specifically for his wife yeah but the thing is if you're getting fucked in the ass because this is my show this is how i talk if you're, getting <laughs> fucked, if you're getting fucked in the ass by a dick and you're a guy it feels amazing when you're jacking off that's what makes that's helps uh, elevate the orgasm i mean it makes feel feel better so he just didn't do anything he just got fucked and that was it nothing that's really bizarre I mean, and he wanted to be in every position that not that's not even listed in the karma sutra <laughs> but 
I the, that was the penis was a was a no fly zone. Oh my god, that's so he didn't bizarre. want to, he didn't want to fellatio he didn't want fellatio or anything. He just wanted to be a bottom. Sounds like to me and he wanted to be a girl. <laughs> it was very odd, and I was like, because other straight men in my sexual history. You know, they wouldn't do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I could do w- b- before I had to go back home to my wife, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Not this one. And I don't know. And can I say something kind of racist? <laughs> you say whatever you want. <laughs> I have noticed that there is, it, now this is in Atlanta. I don't know how it is where you are, but um, there's a really large majority of supposedly straight Latino men. Mm-hmm. That are on the down low. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just specifically for the brothers, but mm-hmm. the Latinos have the down low scenario on lock in Atlanta. Oh, really? In Atlanta? Oh, like, yeah, it was, and and, and very very odd. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's relegated to one race at all. I mean, even though it's typically that term is used for black men, and I think it's all races that that do that. I don't think it's just black and Hispanic men. It's white men too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's true. But you know, I guess the ta- the taboo <laughs> is for. The brothers, you know. Well, it's specifically uh, very, very, very bad thing to be gay in the black community uh, culture generally. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not, but, not Atlanta, Georgia. Not Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> well, Atlanta is a black city essentially. It's 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 a city that's ruled by, I would say, African Americans generally. Wouldn't you say that? Oh, totally. Yeah. But and I've told you this before though. But it's funny because the races are very segregated. <clears throat> yeah, very segregated. even there. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate just the way it is, but uh, yeah. But back to your, but yeah, I, I, I have you. Have I been with a straight guy? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, he wasn't married, but he. Um, well, I've been with two. I think we think yeah, two. <laughs> um, but one of them, yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. But that's the thing about them, though, is that. Um, I, for, I've never, I've never, I've never, I, me personally, I'm not typically into straight guys. I like guys who like guys, you know? I like guys who, who are like their sexuality, who are into sex with guys, you know, not, not, not trying to hide it, not trying to be all fake about it. People, guys who are just like, yes, I like dick, I like ass, whatever it is. And they're just all out about it. But unfortunately, um, a lot of the uh, straight guys, you know, the, well, the two that I've been with, whatever, they were not, I didn't pursue them or anything. They pursued me and they were very um, kind of coy about it at first and started asking me questions about this. Like one of them said, oh, how do you know you're gay? And I'm like, well, I told them, you know, what I thought it meant to be gay and everything else. And he's like, well, okay. And how do I know I'm gay? I said, sometimes I wonder or whatever. So that kind of crap, you know? And I'm like, um, and typically that's like one of the first signs. And, and so it just moved on from there ultimately until he made a pass at me. And uh, then it moved on from there. And then we had a lot of sex for a long time. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, I, I don't typically, I, I, I've never, ever pursued a straight guy. I'm just not, like I've always said, I don't bark up a tree that bears no fruit. And I don't, I'm not interested in it. I never have been. But a lot of gay guys are, you know, that's something that they're interested in. It's a conquest. Yeah. Not for me. And I'm the same way. Not that I pursued these people. It just happened to be, well, I'm married. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't care one way or the other. You know, I was, you know, doing me and uh, and I, I yeah I, I feel the same way you as you do but I never pursued anyone now I might have wanted one of them more than one one or two times but as a pursuit nah I never did that 
Well, I, f- I find it be- to be really sad and, and um, sad. I find it to be very sad because um, the reason these guys are on the down low or whatever is because society doesn't accept gay people as a whole and they want to live the or I mean, a lot of times that's the reason because they want to they want to make their parents happy or society happy or or live a lie, whatever, because it's easier or whatever the case may be. But oh, yeah. and, and it's unfortunate because the truth is, you know, and there, are, there are plenty of straight guys who go through entire lives knowing that they're gay and still live their entire life, you know, in public or whatever with a wife and kids and whatever and never come out ever. And um, they live their entire life. In, a, in the closet and it's called in the closet because you're a prisoner of your own self and exactly i can't imagine living life like that for my entire life. i would kill myself and there's been plenty of men who've done that unfortunately because it gets to the point where you're living you're well you are you're living a lie you're being duplicitous to someone that you supposedly love and and you're doing things behind their back and blah 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 and that that, that eats at your soul and so for someone to do that their entire life that's got to be just hell and so for me i find it it's sad when when gay guys, excuse me, straight guys, um, are you know too afraid to come out and be real about who they are because of society. Because the truth is, as you know, as I know, that once you come out, it's you you have you're free. You're free exactly. And that's yeah. there's nothing better than that. Than that pressure is gone. That ho- that that weight that you've been carrying all your life is gone. Exactly. And uh, oh, go ahead. Let me ask you this question about um, I, I was pursued online by a gentleman and th- but in his profile, he was like, I'm married. So I'm like, and, and uh, I'm married. And you were knows. pursued. But how? How were you pursued specifically? When, what? What? Now, what do you mean pursued by? It was on somebody kept on hit me up online. Okay. Messi- messaging me online. But were they so. saying things to you that were explicit, or were they just? Oh yeah, it's like, oh, I, I think you're cute. You have a nice smile. You know, I would like to have sex. You know that the whole mm-hmm. pursuit thing. And I'm, and that was okay. You know, I don't mind. You know, and they say uh, they're you know. married. But in the profile, it said they were married. So I wanted, you know, inquiring minds wanted to know. So I'm like, <laughs> well, your your profile says you're married. So what's and, and the, he, not only that he was married, that sh- my wife knows and she's okay with it. Oh what's, really? What's that about? Because my thing is, if she knows and she's okay with it, then let her go find somebody who can love her a hundred percent. You know. And so when I wrote that back to him, he's like, and he called me a, a, I think he called me a judgmental sissy or something. Mm-mm. I'm like, no, that doesn't. Again, that doesn't make sense. Y'all are not telling something. You know, this is not true. What you're doing is not true. And I, I said, I'm not getting caught up in your drama. Well, it's I'm not. Sorry. It's not, well, look, I mean, how much does she know? You don't know how much she knows and doesn't know. You don't know what she knows, does know. I mean, she may not really know what she says she knows. Oh, from the way he said it, you know, she's participated and they have this. So I'm like, that. I'm not doing that. Oh, uh, you mean like a three-way? I don't know to this. He never said three-way, but there's been some participation. So I guess watching and maybe it gets her off she like oh i know exactly what it was she liked to see her husband be submissive to a man because it, it made her horny uh-huh and so is he into it too or is he just- yeah because okay. he was the one, the one i'm like this is too much you need to let her you know I, then he, but then I, oh, i'm a judgmental sissy well like, look oh. i mean this is how i look at it i mean look first of all if, if first of all he's trying to rope you into his 
sex thing with his w- wife, I guess, and trying to get you to have sex with him so she can watch, I guess? Or was he trying to just have sex with you personally, or do you not know the difference? Oh, I think he was probably just trying to, because he's hit me up, like, even after that conversation, you know, hey, stranger, well, my hi, you know, stop talking to me. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm done with that, because that's, and that happened to me once in Atlanta as well. You know, I met this guy, we did the do, and then, like, he calls me maybe about two weeks later. He says, oh, my girlfriend's here. I think you should come over. No, I'm not. No, y'all, y'all are not going to slit my throat when I come to your house. That's not going to happen. You, you know, so, God, I feel like the biggest whore on the planet right now. And, and but so that, that to me is bizarre because like I've told you before, I dated a married guy for almost three years. We, we were in a relationship. Mm. And then it came to the point to where when his wife and she she knew because it happened before from her own for her, her for her for her telling me herself. And when she found out that he was doing it again, you know, she, it was like, we're going to get you. We're you're you're a stalker. And that's what we're going to put out there. Oh, yeah. I remember. That. I yes. took, you know, and, and then the judge was like, yeah, no, you're crazy. Y'all are crazy. Y'all gonna leave this man alone. <laughs> you know, stop this, you know, and th- and that's when th- and I think I, I, I shared it on one of my shows, I believe. And I was like, what when that happened, it was like I, I could no longer be ashamed. Of who, not that I was ashamed. I was scared to be scared to be who I really was. Right. Even though I knew on every level except publicly and then after all that happened i was drug out of the closet i was like okay and then i that, i should have learned my lesson mar- messing with married gay men married to women because they're all psycho yeah well obviously they've got issues <laughs> you know i'm crazy obviously. enough by myself i don't need no help <laughs> well i mean that's what i would say i think it's sad that people do that at all i mean like this guy that hit on you or whatever and his wife's into this kinky stuff i mean if that's what they're into that's fine if someone else is into it aware of it from the beginning and that's something they're into too fine i that's whatever you're into whatever gets you off fine but if you you are not interested that into that or interested in it then there's really no, no reason for you to continue to talk to the guy obviously he's you know no, I'm not doing that. I, I'm not. You're not watching me. It's not no. It's not a live sex show. We're not the hustlers ball. Trust. Oh <laughs> We're not doing that. This this girl don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I just can't with that. And and thing is, it's not the. And thing is, it's not like you're really attractive to me, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, because I've seen some great teeth in your mouth from one of your pictures. So uh, I, I'm oh not my god! Anyhow. No, no. I know <laughs> and how and you we, are about the teeth. And so. Funny, and I was, and I was, this is a quick sidebar. I went to a Halloween Comic Fest today. I took my nephew this morning, yeah. and the the thing is, they was all being shady. It was, it was, I didn't have, I had an okay time, but it wasn't fun like free comic book day back in May. But anyhow, and the guy that was the nicest, he was kind of like, not that he was really following me, but I turn around and he has his cell phone in my face. Look at all this artwork that I've done. I look at this man's mouth. When I tell you he had one tooth in his head and it was rotten, I damn near ran out the door screaming. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the thing is, and so after I see it, I don't know if you ever do this. After I seen it, that's all I could do is look at his mouth. Right. I couldn't, I couldn't, he had great artwork and he's a good artist, but after I seen that mouth, I could not take my eyes was glued on that tooth. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm horrible, yeah. right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, that's nothing to do with the guy's art. I mean, if you like his art, I mean, come well, on. If you're just an artist, you need to design some dentures and put them in your mouth because I can't stand. <laughs> because my thing is, people are not going to take you seriously. Well, most artists, though, are too poor to afford dental work. Dental work is that very what it expensive. Is? Uh, is that artists what it are typically, that's what they call them, starving artists. Most artists, real artists, are not that well off unless they're extremely famous, which really rarely happens. But um, that happens, but not very often. But yeah, they usually they can't afford that kind of stuff. I'm sure you can't afford it. I'm sure he can't afford it. So, well, but, well, nobody buying nothing from him. So maybe that's what it was. But I just had to throw that <laughs> in there because I said about the boys' teeth, and I've seen some of the worst teeth. But this is the Midwest, and you see a lot of bad teeth around here. Well, come on, I live in Texas. Give me a break. Come on. Oh, I thought Texas had really nice teeth because there's a lot of people with money down there. Uh, it depends on where you are. I mean, I see tons of people. I saw. Am I going to say who? But I saw uh, this man today that. Somebody that somebody that we know knows. Anyway, it's a long story, but I tell you about it off the left here. But anyway, uh, he has no teeth from the you know the two uh, bicuspids or whatever the ones that surround your four front teeth. You know, what yes. I mean? Okay, between there, there's nothing there. The, all both bicuspids and all four teeth are gone on the bottom. So every time he would talk, he nicest guy, very nice guy, sweet guy, nice guy. But uh, yeah. I just could not look at him in the mouth because every time he just saw these two teeth sticking out on the other side of his mouth and that was it. So yeah, and I've seen people like that in other parts too. But my, my point is people like if you go towards East Texas or more rural parts of Texas or rural parts of any part of Texas, Dallas, Houston, Austin, wherever, the rural parts have people like, you know, or Ozarka people or, or Ozarks people. I mean, you know, so I guess Texas is really a big state, isn't it? Uh, yeah. See, people from outside of Texas don't realize how fucking big Texas really well, is. I just get when you said that I, you said rural and I'm like, OK, in my mind's eye, I'm like, oh, Texas is a really big state. <laughs> It takes to get from Dallas to the border of Mexico. It takes nine to 12 hours. Something like that. Get out. I'm not kidding you. Yes. And so and that's not even the top of Texas. The top of Texas would be the panhandle. So from the panhandle to Brownsville, which is the border of Texas, the tip of Texas at Mexico would be probably 14 hours or so. Yeah. So it's a fucking huge state. And that's just one way. If you go from El Paso to the other side towards Louisiana, it takes a little less time, but or maybe longer, I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, it's fucking huge. So people don't remember that it is so big. And there's all kinds of people here. And all, it depends on where you live, in what city, and in what area of that city. It's just it's just big. So yes, there's people like that here too. Absolutely. Abso-fucking-lutely. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, well, I just thought I was, I was special. Because you see a lot of it in Georgia. Because Georgia is, is, is no, it's right next to Alabama. Well, and- that's the kind of people you get in East Texas. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can't handle it. I'm sorry. That's that's one of my biggest flaws. Is somebody's teeth, and I used to say, and this is how crazy I am because I am a little crazy. I'm like, if your teeth is not as pretty as mine, I'm not going to date you. That's horrible, right? Yeah. Well, I don't think it's. <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, that's a personal preference, a sexual preference. That's different. But I mean, I wouldn't. I would not talk to somebody because they like be friends with them or something. However, I also wouldn't want to be going to some really nice function with them if they <laughs> were missing all their teeth either. Exactly. You can't take them nowhere. No, it's not anywhere. It's just certain places. I take them to McDonald's or, you know, <laughs> see, But you've seen all kinds of... McDonald's is just like the Walmart people on YouTube. You can see just about anything in there as well. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I have a really quick thing to say, too, yeah. about what we were talking about earlier. I'm sorry. No, why? Um, That's what we're here for. <laughs> this, this person that I've been talking to 
um, he just actually texted me. He he had, just he now. Was just now. Uh-huh. This is what it's two o'clock in the morning, and he, he texts me like oh and he knows I work to midnight, and he was getting off at nine o'clock tonight, and he was like, "So what are you doing after work?" Um, I'm Wait, going to bed. Wait, this is the guy. This is the guy that contacted you with a wife and lunch. No, 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 no. This is somebody else. Oh, this is somebody this, locally. It's leading up to a question. Okay. And so, and I've been knowing this person for years. Um, we made out years ago in the bar, in, in the local gay bar. And it's a good kiss and everything. And one of my friends is like, uh-uh, not tonight. So it never happened. You know, and then I moved to Atlanta. And then he he found that I'm back in town. So, you know, we exchanged numbers on Facebook, of course. And uh, I think I've seen him once. But I'm on this website, and I need to be on this website because there's nothing but trouble. Um, he has a profile, and now this person, and this is a good question for you. I don't know, you might you might not feel this way, but I'm going to ask you anyhow. Um, he, he's, I know he's biracial. Mm-hmm. I know he's biracial, and he, not that he looks biracial, because he, to me, he does. I think you can tell somebody who has a mixed ethnic background. I, what think, do you, I mean, does he predominantly look black or white or Hispanic or what? What is he mixed with? I don't think he, he he's black and white. Okay. His father's so, black as well. But if you saw him, would you say he's black or would you say he was something else? If you didn't know, I, I mean. You, I, you wouldn't say he was, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know he had black in him, but you knew he was mixed with something. Okay. But he he he's uh but he's he's very brown. Mm-hmm. He's not beige. He's brown. Okay. <laughs> but in his pro in his profile online, this I think I've talked to you about, about this before. He um he says that he's white. Oh really? Okay. And and so and and I want to tell no. I asked him once. I'm like I said oh I didn't really know who he was online because your picture's not there and it said you were white. Mm-hmm. And then he has the nerve to tell me that. Um, the reason he says white because he um, looks more white when he doesn't. Okay. This is a great conversational topic, and I'm so glad you brought it up. And I want to talk about this. I'm going to take a break, come back, so we can talk about it, okay? Because I definitely want to talk about this. This is a, a wonderful topic, and I want to talk about it. So hang on for four minutes, okay? <laughs> I'll be right back, okay? <laughs> Different ways. 
Fauci. Did you hear me? So we're back here with David on Gay Mass Show here on Off Limits Show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so David had asked me a question about a biracial guy, half black, half white, whom had put on his Facebook profile that he was white when he was asked about it. What did he say, David? That, I'm sorry. I was eating lemon cookies. I really <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I was tearing lemon cookies up. I'm, I get to listen to Janet Jackson. And I'm like, this is my chance to tear these lemon cookies up. <laughs> <laughs> and I damn near got choked. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm so fat. Um, um, no, he was saying that the reason he doesn't uh, put say black because he looks more white. And but and, in it, your opinion, he doesn't. I'm gonna send you a picture later. Okay. Obviously, obviously you don't look white. Yeah. So who? I, and and not only that's just one issue with this person. The second issue is 
He's always wanna, oh, you need to come over here and do this. And he, you know, he went runs with the gay crowd and and so I think he's nice. I just have the problem with the whole thing. You you look you look brown, but you're obviously not white, but you identify as being white, which is that's you how, boo how doing. old is he? He's older than me. Like okay. All right. So let let me say, speaking as a biracial person, what I think about this, because it's a sensitive topic. Um First of all, this is my overall answer is that I, I if he if he ad- identifies himself as white, he he's free to, to identify himself as white. If that's how sure. he identifies fine. He's sure. half white, he's half black. He he identifies more with his white side whether he looks like he is or not in his mind, how he feels inside and 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 whatever, that's who he is. So that's fine. <clears throat> I think he has every right to identify himself that way. However, um I also feel that the reality of the situation is that it, what you are perceived as is what you are. So it doesn't matter if he is half white and half black. If he looks black, he's black. If he looks white, he's white. If he looks Hispanic, he's Hispanic. If he looks you know, Asian, he's Asian. What it didn't matter what he really is. And I've told you how, how I've had to deal with this myself and being biracial, half black, half white, my mom being white, my dad being black. And all of my life through different certain phases in my life, I looked more white or more black or whatever, or more something else. And so when I was really young, like when I was born, I had blonde hair, blue eyes. And so people thought I was white. And then they thought my mom had an affair and blah, blah, blah. And then when I got older, I looked more like I looked more black. And then when I got to my teen years, I looked white again. And then then, in my, then after my teen years through college, right around college and through my 20s, I looked more like Hispanic. And now people always think I'm like mid- Middle Eastern. And so throughout that's my life, that's what I thought, honestly. Yeah, that's what everybody always thinks. And so throughout my entire life, I have been identified as white, black, Middle Eastern, and um, Hispanic at different points in my life. And so it's very, it fucks with your brain because people, because, you know, one of the most important things I think people have to have is a self identity. And so even though I always knew what I was, I was half black and half white. No one ever identified me as being black and half white. I mean, people who knew me did, but I mean, people who just saw me out and about identified me as something else because I, I am a pretty good mix of both. I'm not like really all black looking or all white looking. I'm kind of like somewhere in between. And so that's why it's like kind of whitewashed all out. Every, and it's hard to explain. But And that's why you don't look one or the other or right. you don't even look biracial. You, but you, they, they, I guess they're saying you don't look particularly biracial you look like a different race altogether exactly. so people don't they don't category categorize you as biracial and so gotcha. that people see me and so my point was is i'm perceived as being whatever people perceive me as i mean that's what i am to society and that's how i'm treated and so whether i'm walking into a barney's new york store or I'm walking into... Um, Don't go to Barney's. I know. I was going to talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about that later. That's why I mentioned it. Uh, Barney's New York store. I'm walking into Walmart. Or I'm walking into uh, an airport or whatever. I'm treated differently. So if I'm walking into the airport, I'm getting on the plane, and somebody thinks I look like a Middle Eastern. And you know, when that whole thing happened in 9-11, people treated me very differently than they ever did before. Oh, and wow. when and I wasn't... And they saw my passport, my last name. You know, my last name is completely not anything remotely... <laughs> you know, Middle Eastern. So it's like, there's nothing about me that is Middle Eastern except the way I look to these people. But I was treated very badly, I remember. They thought your name was Patel. They thought, yeah, (laughs) some shit. That's so racist. I'm sorry, I'm being funny. No, 
But you know, that's the other thing I was going to say. I'm glad you mentioned that because because I've told you. I don't know if I've told you this or not, but I I have um, you know my my um, my architecture and interior design clients I've had over the past you know um, I don't know 13 years or whatever. But they the I have had literally I'd say probably 30 percent of my business 30 percent have been by uh, Indian people. And these Indian, and I like Indian people, except they're very cheap usually. But anyway, and that's really rude, but it's true. And they're very, they want to barter everything. And I know this because I've worked with probably 15, 20 Indian couples throughout my tenure as a designer. Okay. And every single one of them wanted to, except with the exception of one, wanted to um, barter with me on my pricing. I'm like, no, this is the price. My point I'm saying this though is, is that the reason I think these people gravitated towards me is because they saw me, they thought that I was uh, Your Indian. family. Yes, mm-hmm. and I'm not. And so a lot of times they would meet me and they go, oh, well, he's not Indian, he's in whatever. But they would still use me or whatever. But so my point is this, is that this guy, your friend of yours, whatever, he, 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 in his own mind, and this is the thing about being biracial, is that when I was growing up, my, I had the same perception about myself. I was raised about my mother. I was raised about her family. That's who I identified with. That's who I knew. That's how I felt inside, even beyond my father's side. And I never felt at home on my dad's side. And is that because he's black? I don't know. Is it a cultural thing? It's because I don't like his family. It's not that I don't like them. It's just I never felt comfortable with them. And I did my mom's family. I think it's because I felt accepted by hers. I didn't feel accepted by his to some degree, but that's a whole other fucking story. But anyway, my point is, is so I identified with the white side of my mom's, my, myself, much more than I did my black side. And that's who I grew up as, whatever. So I, people would ask me, like when I went to the uh, DMV or DMV, it's called here, it's called the DPS. But anyway, uh, to get my license at 16, <clears throat> I had to fill out uh, whether I was black, white or Hispanic or whatever. And they wouldn't let you say this before they had the other box or mixed or whatever. And so I got to the thing, my mom was with me. And um, the lady at the counter says, so you have to pick one of these. I go, well, I might pick in one because I am both. <laughs> That's exactly what I said to her. And my mom's like, yeah, he's both. So why does he have to pick one? <clears throat> and um, she said, because we require that in Texas, you have to pick one. We can't have multiple races. And we're like going back and forth with her about race and stuff. And so the security guard behind her said, um, he said, well, he said, I'm biracial. My mom's, my mom's white. My dad's Hispanic. Or my mom's Hispanic, my dad's white. And um, he said, I think it goes to the mother. And like somehow That's there's some genetic makeup or something about <laughs> that. I mean, it's, it's a stupid little wives' tale thing. I don't know. And so she put, since my mother's white, she put white on my my driver's license. And so my driver's license still says white today. And I No way. It. No, I've never changed it. I, why would I change it? I have no reason to change it. And there's never they've never asked me to change it. You know what I mean? I've never been asked to declare my race ever since since i was 16 years old but so, see i would think that would cause problems because no i've me, been stopped i've been stopped yeah, before and they've never said it like come on now you're it not says white. white and it says white. and they it. haven't questioned it no you know why probably because in texas i don't know if it's everywhere else um a lot of times you know sometimes i'm still still perceived as hispanic depending on who it is and if they're if it says white you can be white but also hispanic hispanic yeah yes. i knew that that's and so yeah, they're that's, probably yeah. think that i'm hispanic and just that it says white because of that so that's probably what they're thinking but wow. whatever okay. the case is though my this guy he has a right to say he's white if he feels he's white but i understand what you're saying because he's perceived differently and i agree with you you know, it's like it's like I've always said about President Obama. He's just like me. He is biracial. He's half black, half white. His mother's uh, um, Irish, and his dad is Kenyan. Kenyan. And so, um, 
yet he and I look very different. <laughs> so uh, we're both made up of the same races, uh, generally speaking, you know, but we look very different. So he being, I can call myself white if I wanted to or black if I wanted to, but he being looking the way he looks, or Hispanic or Middle Eastern, depending on my day, I guess, but he looking like a black man, he really has no choice but to call himself black because that's how he is perceived by society even though he is is biracial. And I always get upset when people call him black because he really isn't the first black president. He's really the first biracial president because that's, you know, to me is an affront to the rest of his genetic makeup because he's not only, it's like he's like a little bit white and a lot black. He's equal amounts of both. And so being biracial, this guy, and I understand his plight and I understand what he's saying and it may annoy you, but being biracial is its own thing and it's very difficult to explain unless you go through it like i don't know what your experience is being a black man i know what my experience is being me being biracial and being looking the way i do whatever that's it i don't know your experience and you don't know my experience exactly and we don't know his experience you know what i mean so i'm but, just oh, go ahead sorry it well and and, and i understand that and i and, and i can i can accept that but here's the second part of that issue with him now i'm thinking oh can we date? You know, we kind of messed around years ago, and now we're doing this kind of flirty thing, even though with the whole thing, you're saying you're white, and you're talking to me. I've known you <laughs> black. I always thought you were black. I didn't think you was anything else but black <laughs> until, I, until, you know, 2012, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, besides, besides all that, we can get to that later. Um so I'm like, and so I'm trying to pick his brain to see, because I'm at the age that we, we've talked about this, and you said I'm picky, and I need to get me a boyfriend, and husband, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And let's see. And so I'm, I said, so, okay, because he goes to the gay bar, of course, and you know, does gay things with other gay people. And I'm said, so, are, are you in a relationship? What are you, what are you looking for? You know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'm not out. What? He's in a gay bar, but he's not out. What? Out a lot. I mean, that I met you in a gay bar, <laughs> but and then that, uh-huh. so I'm like, it's I said, and I said, come again. I'm like, you said you're not out, <laughs> you know. And this is something I didn't know. I'm like, how can you not be out? That doesn't make sense to me, <laughs> you know. It's, it's just weird. And I'm like, okay, there's too many things going on. Will we have sex? Who knows? But I'm like, that's just weird. And here he is, text me at two o'clock in the morning. Well, you, know. you, you, you seem to be, to me, from what you've told me about your past experiences with men, you seem to be really attracted to wounded birds and people who really need to be <laughs> fixed up. You know, Mr. Mr. Savaho, you know. So, <laughs> to me, that seems like who you are. So, this guy sounds like another project to me. No, I'm done with projects. I, I can't do that. I don't have the energy to do that anymore. Well, that's good. I hope that then you should stay away from this guy for in terms of any relationship material. Well, now, now I know. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I'm like, yeah, that this is just another red flag. Like, you, you might be a little crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it, he's saying he's not out. He's going to gay bars all the time. You bet him in a gay bar, and he has sex with men, right? But he's yes. not. He's not out. What the fuck does that mean? And nothing is when he said it. I am maybe about two or three years, and I'm like, that's just really surprising. Being in being in this small town, you know, and you you've never been married, you don't have a, a play girlfriend, and you always with these other gay guys. You don't think people know? 
Right. I, I, like, it's just it's just bizarre to me, and I'm like, yeah. See, here I thought that maybe we could they can date without you know you can date people. I I would date you, but now I just can't because I think you're crazy. <laughs> but what's the point? I don't know. For me, I, I've never see, and I'm different, I guess, because I'm very different than most good guys in this respect. I think too, but you know, people to me, dating is is because you're trying people on like a shoe or something to see if it fits. And to me, that's what dating is about. It's to see if they if it's going to work yeah. out and move on to something more serious. I agree with that. And so, but some people, some gay guys, just like to date because they like to date and they like just to have fun and hang out. And they, they don't want anything serious. There's, that's fine too. It's just that's never been me. So whenever I'm dating somebody, I've always it's always somebody that I would consider, you know, future. It's a trial run. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I'm saying even even in that case, I'm, I'm looking at that person and trying them on to see if they're going to work for the future. I'm not just dating them because I'm bored or horny or, you know, I'm dating them because I wanted to see if it was going to work. Well, he's not even going to make it through the evaluation period. Cause I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't do that with him. I just can't. But I was, I was curious and that's kind of opened my eyes a little bit because to me, for me and just hearing your perspective, I was like, I just don't get it. Cause I, I remember growing up, they used to say, if you had even one, one drop rule, blah, blah, uh, blah. Yes, you remember that? And that's, I was like, you okay, you're black. A, don't you know that's that's a remnant of slavery? Don't you know that? I, I think we, we've talked, I think we've talked about this before. Well, it is. So don't perpetuate that ridiculous. I'm not perpetuating. <laughs> I just, I try to, I'm just trying to know. Well, that's when it comes to that's the, that's the stupid that's the stupidest rule because it's like I always say it like this like if somebody is half Italian and half uh, German okay are they German or are they Italian well what do they look like I mean you know people <laughs> Portuguese people, <laughs> people exactly people people I'm saying when it comes to that kind of a racial makeup people don't don't question it if they say that they're Italian or they say that they're German they just accept it but when it comes to being black and something else white Hispanic Asian whatever then oh no you're black but you know oh you've got you've got your mom or your dad's black you're black I and mean, that's what it is because as if being black somehow taints the whole thing like it's and I think it goes thing. both ways you're exactly right I think some people want to claim the black Yes, nor another. Then some people don't want to claim it for the same exact reasons. Yes, that's and that, and so that's, that's just it, that. David. That's just it. That's why that's it's complex a complex topic because what makes someone a race is not is not is not what they look like in terms of who they are internally. It's only how they feel about it, their culture that they identify with. That's their race. And that's how I've always said this. Your race is not, I mean, yes, you racially, you may be something physically on the exterior. You may look a certain race and that's how people perceive you. Yes. But what your race is, is truthfully your culture. So if you are a black man who grew up in, um, Compton, you know, in the nineties, uh, it, then you're going to be stereotypically ghetto black, like ghetto people think about black people or whatever. And if you're going to, if you're a black man who grows up in like uh, Beverly Hills, California, you're going to be stereotypically like uptight, rich white guy type of a guy. And so that same black man is going to identify 
with two different, you know, places, depending on where he grew up and culturally he's identifying with. So just because he may look black on the exterior, he is black, yes, physically, racially black, makeup, yes, fine. But culturally, he identifies either with the Caucasian race because that's what he grew up around or he identifies with the black race because that's what he grew up around. Don't you you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying except for one thing. The exact, the exact, the, the, the opposite thing happened to me. I oh, I grew up in the inner city. Yeah. Uh, you know, I lived, you know, three blocks. I could see the projects from my house. Yeah. You know, I was blessed because I did have a mother. I do still. I did have a mother and father who were married. And, and they both were. We just happened to live in the, in the inner city. You know, housing was cheaper, of course. And, you know, but my parents had a very strict, strict, um, upbringing for me for my sister and i we i wasn't allowed to do ghetto things i couldn't say ain't i couldn't run the street we always had my hair had to be comb we me and my sister was always dressed and ghetto, um, i just want to say interject quickly the ghetto thing is not a black or white thing it's just a ghetto you know what i mean yeah the first thing they think of is how a black person acts I, and whether it's right or wrong that that's the first thing they think a ghetto has came, has come in to be more but when people say ghetto they're they're thinking about how black people live and who black people are who live in the inner city that's well, like you said regardless if that's right or wrong that's not the that's not the way it is though because my point is, it's like your family tried to raise you the way you should be raised in order to make it in society and sound like a proper person. And instead of uh, raising you uh, the way people around you are being raised and being in a ghetto, does a ghetto actually is, is just a place where people of a certain culture congregate. It's not, it's not really, I mean, in America, it always means somewhere where it's like run down and crappy, you know? Yeah, but they, they and most time they're talking that is a black area. No, oh, it's it's an area that's what's I, I read the definition just the other day that's particularly dominated by one race that's not particularly um, affluent. I guess it's a little bit more, you know, the, the, the lower class area of town. Right. It says on this, it says a ghetto is a part of a city, especially a slum area. Occupied by a minority group or groups. I think that says it's not the minority is not white women. They're not going to think that's the first. They're a minority, but they're not going to think that when they think about them, they're not going to think ghetto. Well, they used to say in Germany, in Nazi Germany, they called the Jews where they lived the, the ghetto, the Jew ghetto, the Jewish ghetto, the Jewish quarter in the city in Warsaw. Uh, and so that, you know, and they also call the gay areas the gay ghetto. And the gay ghetto doesn't necessarily con- uh, conjure up negative images of poor rundown houses. It kind of con- conjures up the opposite. So, but, you needed, but you needed another adjective to reach that conclusion. You with the gay, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I understand what you're saying. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that it's not like being. I'm just saying it's ridiculous that people. Oh, it's totally know. ridiculous. But I, I just it is what it is, and that's what they say. Yeah. But while I said that, is I was shunned. Mm-hmm. I was I was raised in the inner city. You know. You know, in in stones throw over the projects, low income housing. Uh, I was shunned because my my mother and father. No, you're not doing that. You're not running the streets all. And you're going to get good grades in school, and you're not going to act up and embarrass me. <laughs> and so I was shunned by black people. Black people did not like me in high school. They <laughs> they called me a white boy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
I, I struggle with my peers. Even with the kids who I grew up with as, you know, little kids, once we, we, we transcended to high school, middle school, they, they shut me. Oh, he's a white boy because he's, he's in all those classes with him. And Don't I was know not, that I wasn't that's, embraced. That's, that's just racism, though. Oh yeah, I wasn't embraced, so I'm like, mm, I don't know. That's uh, it was just, uh, and it, it, thing is, I still carry that with those black kids treated me, right? Because, um, and not not that I identified being white, because I knew I'm, I'm about as black as they come. Yeah, but that's what pisses me off about that is that what they're saying is is you're acting white, meaning you're acting proper, you're acting intellectual, you're acting these things that are good adjectives that they that they um, that they ascribe to white people, but not black people themselves. Exactly, which exactly. is so self hating. And I was like, "Why are y'all? D- I'm, you know, I'm trying to succeed." Obviously, and- David, you look at you. You are black. So if yeah, you're black. Yes. You're a black that, man. I- <laughs> you're a black man. You're black kid. Whatever, doing this stuff. Then you are a representation of your own race, d- doing good, not not trying to be something you're not. That's exactly. So and they're like, "Oh, why do you talk like that?" Because my mother would hit me in the mouth if I start <laughs> saying some crazy. <laughs> Well, that's that's just a function of where you grew up, and unfortunately, you know that's that's just another form of a discrimination. So yeah, it was it's it's, it's black on black discrimination. Yeah. This is you know I'm not going to get into the whole light versus dark thing. Oh yes, <laughs> we've discussed that before. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to take a break. Come back. We're going to wrap up. Okay, just stay on the line. I'll be right back. Okay. All right.
All right, so we're back for the final few minutes of the show. Thanks for joining us tonight here on Game Ass. So um, I wanted to briefly mention, we were talking earlier, though, about racial profiling and talking about Barneys, for those of you who didn't know. Um, this is happening, actually, to... Um, there was two incidents, but the first one was a black male purchased some very expensive product or something in Barney's and it was a belt a belt an expensive belt in Barney's and he purchased it on his own card and then was accused and detained I think and accused of having a fraudulent credit card and he couldn't afford it or some shit and so was he arrested was um, he, he was was just detained. he was he, no he was handcuffed and taken to the station so he was detained yeah so yeah. he was detained and then they found that it was his card and it wasn't fraudulent and they let him go and then came forward a girl who a black female who had happened to her as well um at a barney's and they'd done the same thing to her and so uh and then david was just telling me about um the actor from i think his name's rob brown or something uh from um this movie finding called Forrester. finding Forrester. Uh, was detained today uh, for buying two, he says, for buying sunglasses that were too expensive from a Macy's and an in-house sunglass hut. So do you know more about that? What's that about? Um, I tried to he, get the link, but I, I hear, I, it's not working. So uh, he, he said he was paraded through Macy's flagship store in handcuffs. And this, oh, this happened in June. I'm sorry. Okay. The name for are in a holding cell in the store while, an, while the employee called the police because um, he purchased these glasses at Sunglass Hut and they're like, you obviously used a, a sto- stolen. They also say they, they claim that his identification was falsified. His like his driver's license, or whatever it was fake. And then after looking more into it, they were like, OK, you can go. No charges are going to be found. What the like, fuck is the world coming to? He slapped him with a fifteen million dollar lawsuit. I hope that fucker wins. Fuck I hope them. he does too. Fuck yeah. them, motherfuckers! That fucking pisses me off so bad. How fuck it? It not, is not enough to racially profile someone in your store and follow them around like they're going to steal something. Now they're saying once you've purchased something and because you actually have the means to do it, that now oh you can't afford that and it's stolen. Fuck you! That fucking pisses me off. Oh my exactly. god! Exactly. Now I want to ask you this because uh-huh. um, I worked at a, a pretty high end furniture store when I lived in Atlanta, uh-huh. and that was over ten thousand dollars or more. We had to question them where they where, how, where did they earn this money? It was some kind of paper that we had to fill out for the federal government because they weren't using credit; they were using cash. And they had to make sure that they were, the income was reported. Was reported. Uh-huh. And I'm like, and I didn't know that because before I worked at this store, my. Layway. So when I went to the to Haverty's, um, you know, I had people that would come in there and spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. It was just like it was nothing. But yeah. And this, but when I remember I had a um, and he he almost didn't purchase. I had a customer that he he was a, he was a black man. And he was he looked like a, like your stereotypical thug. Mm-hmm. Not saying that he was. I said he might just been comfortable in what he was wearing. And he spent was like fifteen thousand dollars. And he pulled out a wad of cash. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you really need to get a uh, checking account. You know, <laughs> <laughs> for the for me that doesn't make it. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make you, any sense. No. 
That makes no sense. You know, you get your high interest bearing checking account, you'll have a little extra, but that doesn't anyhow. And so so the so the clerk who had to ring him up, she was like, uh, I need you to fill this paper out. And this is the first and I was one of the managers. This is the first time I had ever heard of it. And so he's like, What do you mean? I don't need to tell you where I make getting my money from. This ain't nothing else. And he started going off and I'm like, So she explained it to me and I'm like, Hey, let's take a walk. So we walk. I said, This you know, play the role. I said, obviously, because he owned his own trucking company. that's what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. And he just happened to have cash for whatever reason. And I, that's what I was trying to ask you. The girl from she was trying, she was buying a twenty five hundred dollar bag, and they did the same thing to her. It's like how how can you afford this? But that's you know, not. You, but she's paying with a credit card, though. She paid with a credit. Uh, uh, it was, it was, I think it was a Bank of America credit card. But what, that they have no right to ask her that question. Yeah, that's I, not, I think that's crazy. It, who the fuck cares? First of all, where the money comes from? They're getting a fucking sale, and secondly, they haven't been doing this to anybody else. They've just been doing it to black people. So yeah. I mean. Jesus Christ, I swear. And, you know, earlier, it can happen it, to Oprah Winfrey. I guess it can happen to anybody, right? Wasn't she in London when that happened to her? Switzerland. Was it, wait, yes. was it a Barney's? No, it wasn't Barney's. It was just some boutique, but oh. it happened to her it's, similarly. And right? they didn't know Oprah. I'm no, because like, she, she, she said she was in her full Oprah regalia, except she didn't have her eyelashes on. That was it. I would know Sophia anywhere she went. <laughs> Trust. Oh, but she, she said, though, she said they don't get the Oprah Winfrey show in Switzerland. Oh well, come that's why they didn't around know for a minute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no, yeah, I think it's ridiculous. But I, I mean, it just saddens me because it's the top of the show. I was talking about how I think things are getting better, generally speaking, for gay people exactly. and for people in general, racially, whatever. But I, I don't know if it's true. You know that we've had this conversation. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe it's not. <laughs> But I I, I just think maybe I'm more aware of it than I used to be. But um, I don't know. I think it's a horrible thing. But thank you for joining me on the show and keeping me company and chatting with me. Thank you for having me and let me rim my big mouth. Of course. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. (laughs) And I will. uh, Oh, by the way, everybody, listen to uh, the crew show, the first crew episode, which comes out on. Uh, October 31st, which is what, three days, four days, something like that? Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Halloween. Yes, on Halloween. It's our first show. It's David, myself, and Ken Boggle. And uh, David's from the 5 by 5 show. Ken Boggle's from the Ken Boggle show. And then me, of course, from Off Lemon's show. And it's three of us uh, talking about different topics from three different gay perspectives. And um, as I've said from the beginning, uh, David is the Whoopi Goldberg. I'm the Joy Behar. <laughs> and Ken is most definitely the Elizabeth Hasselbeck of the group. Definitely so Elizabeth. <laughs> it should be interesting. Uh, the first topic is going to be a Halloween-related one. After that, it'll be something uh, else. But we'll see how it goes every week. So thank Thanks for listening. Check me out at offlimitshow.com, on Twitter, on Spreaker.com, of course, and also on iTunes. And thank you for listening and have a great night. Thanks, David. Bye. Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 